Hello, and I'm one of your hosts, Taylor. I've completely screwed that up. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm one of your hosts, Taylor, and welcome to Power On Podcast. Do, do, do. And with me is, uh, of course, one of my hosts, other hosts, somebody that's always here, all the time, every time. Uh, Sushi B, how are you doing, Sushi? Hello. I'm doing all right. How are you going? Uh, evidently not very good because I totally botched that. <laughs> but nah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's a little. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Caught with your pants down. Uh, no, not not quite. But <laughs> pants are too high. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's cutting off all the blood to my brain. <laughs> Somehow, imagine that. It happens. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, uh, with us is uh, the other host, Greg. How you doing? I'm doing as well as well can be. There. Enough energy to do this episode. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's... Trust us, we're here. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a bit In... somber, I think, this, this time. Somber? So. Why will it be somber? Uh, I don't think people get too uh, I don't think that's overexcited or... or overzealous i suppose with reading so anyways go go ahead go ahead i don't think somber is the word you want but anywho anywho um yeah like seeing sushi let the cat out of the bag and completely cheated me of revealing what this topic was about thank you sushi oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah the topic is reading 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 and the reason why i wanted to bring this up is because i was reading a article or well, an article about how the reading as a pastime in the states has for teenagers has dwindled to very minuscule numbers and i can understand why there's a whole bunch of whole like newfangled gadgetry that kind of cuts out all that time but in the same hand when i was teaching in japan a lot of the students there during their downtime would actually in in school would actually be reading books which i kind of found nice that they'd actually be reading and then to see that they're not reading in the states made me very very sad so i wanted to talk about this because i think reading is important i think it's fun and there's a whole bunch of things that you can read if you if you're not really into certain types of reading material and stuff so this is going to go across the board with just things that deal with reading so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about reading. How low are these supposed numbers? What sort of sample size did they take? I have no idea. They were. I don't. They were. I have no idea. <laughs> to be honest, this was this was a couple weeks ago, so mm. um, I don't quite remember. But I, you don't. I don't. I don't know. Even when I was younger. I, I don't know about in Australia and Canada, but they did not have a lot. You didn't have a ton of people reading. So it wasn't like, yeah, I read books all the time. So, yeah. Da, da, da. Hmm. But I can, I, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty low compared to where they were in the 70s. Hmm. No, I can see that. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there's not as many things to do per se, but uh, it's a lot lower. I've always I've always said this is a very interesting thing. Is what would I be doing if I lived in this time period? Like, because I'm a gamer before anything else. I said, well, what would I be doing if I lived in a world without video games? Like, oh, I'd be watching TV. Oh, well, why if there's no TV? 
I'd be reading. <laughs> it's just the simple fact. Mm. Yep. An ent- a person that craves entertainment will find entertainment in any shape or form, or knowledge for that matter. I guess you wouldn't listen to the radio then. Actually, to be perfectly honest, it's probably my least favorite. <sighs> I'm I am not a radio person by any means. But you do a podcast. I love podcasts. <laughs> no, do not get me wrong, because podcasting revolutionized the fact that you can download whatever you want to listen. Well, that's what at I mean. Your I mean, just leisure. listen with radio. You're stuck with whatever shit they got on. Uh, <laughs> Forty-five <laughs> I mean, minutes of commercials, fifteen minutes of songs. Well, because well, you got to remember that before the advent of television, they had uh, all those kind of radio shows that were. Mm. Yeah. Those old radio shows. Right, right. The, I, the mystery I'll, I'll, shows and everything. The shadow. So, I'll, I'll, I'll give War of the Worlds props, though. That would be interesting to be around when that happened. <laughs> so, but darn it, this is not about those things. This is about reading. So, yeah, what is, what is, I actually am curious to kind of figure out what kind of affinity you have towards reading there. So, Sushi B, how about yourself? Uh,. What do you mean exactly? Just as in, what sort of material do I like to read? Uh, do you or? like it? Do you do you read often? What do you read? Um, I don't know if I read often. I used to actually read the newspaper uh, every day for a while, especially in university. We had uh, all of the national and local newspapers were for free at the university, so I used to always grab one and just read one in the library and stuff. Uh, but just as time's gone on, uh, I'm not a big fan of sort of the the English newspapers here. I don't I don't think they're particularly well written or, or just very interesting as a whole. But I I do like to read a newspaper when I get on the airplane and stuff. Um, that I, I I like comic books and graphic novels that kind of stuff. Outside of that, not too much. I mean, I do like to read non-fictional historical books mm. but um as of late i haven't been going out to bookstores to buy anything of that nature so the um what kind of uh what kind of historical stuff do you look at is there a concentrated area no no just no. whatever usually whatever um i like to take a look at some of the books that universities are using for, for classes and things like that. Mm. So it, it doesn't really matter that much to me. I mean, uh, it could just depend. Maybe sometimes if I see a documentary on TV or something, I might want to delve more into a topic, but nothing particularly to focus on. Mm, okay. Uh, how about stuff there, Greg? Um, I actually grew up around a lot of libraries, uh, even young, like I started off, of course, with picture books as we all do. Um, I think that was that was a big thing, especially with my school. We kind of progressed and regressed um, because I gamed at a very early age. That was kind of my primarily form of entertainment or just uh, storytelling. And then it was shows, animated shows, and then books. Because most people I've met, you know, who are older than me, they start off with books and then regress to games, whereas I kind of went the other way. But um, I used to um, like uh, reading mostly fiction books like Roald Dahl and uh, we've got some famous Australian authors that do kids' books. Uh, I keep forgetting uh, the name of the series, but um, 
No, there's a, there was quite a few. Uh, like Sushi, I like to read uh, comics and manga. I have a lifelong love of all things Batman. <laughs> and I, I i just especially love how gritty the you know i'm not not so much a fan of the you know the original batman but when he transitioned to the dark knight you know i eat up any stories about that <laughs> but um but yeah manga is pretty cool i like the fact that there's a lot of different genres you know it's not just all goofy or uh comedic there's a lot of uh dramatic ones as well that you can read and get really gripped into um the thing that I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm jealous of, but envious of is I, I take an interest of what they're teaching kids elsewhere in the world, uh, what material they give them, give them per year, because I am dead certain that what they teach kids in Australia to read is absolute shit. <laughs> like I had to, I had to talk to, because Taylor's read some of the famous novels when we were talking about source material for games and i've gone out and said well none of our teachers have told us to go read these books like 1942 uh, i didn't know about that until taylor 84 19 was it 84 yeah it's 84 1984 sorry <laughs> i'm thinking of the game no 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 i didn't really know about that referencing to Xenos until taylor told me mm. and uh, you know it just said to me why didn't the teachers tell the kids to read that and i remember you know no, they didn't teach us you know read shakespeare or hemingway and i said to myself well my school was actually really bad my high school mm-hmm. it, it's it was, it was kind of an institution really and they just wanted you in and out so i can get paid mm-hmm. so dollar, dollar I, bills. I think that sorry <laughs> Did you say just good to pay the bills? Yeah, no, I said dollar dollar bills, but <laughs> <laughs> so it it it's just it's really strange. It's like I would I would like to see like the curriculum back then if they've ever changed it like compared to the rest of the world because I think we would definitely come up short. But that could be just for my school. I wouldn't say that's Australia wide. Mm. It would have definitely been for that school. It was interesting that they didn't get people to sort of take uh, a challenge to challenge themselves with some greater sort of material. English has always been my favorite subject and the one I excelled at the most, you know, any form of storytelling. And uh, like I said, I like to read a lot of nonfiction stuff ever since I was little, Pr- primarily uh, Middle Ages across all the different countries of the world, always interested me. Mm. And, how, and various how ancient often? civilizations. Um, uh, well, the last two years of primary school were not my best, I mean, actually. Though recently. My ho- how often? Oh, recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nah, not really. <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. I, yeah, I think it's just how where people get the information. Rather than get uh, a couple of pages uh, pieced together, they'll rather go on their computer screen and read probably the same length, you know? Mm. I mean, you know, there's so many much vast information. It's funny how I don't have time for books, but yet I probably consume the same amount of word count by searching information daily mm, right e- right right easy without, without a doubt mm. but I, I would say if i had to go back to my fondest memories of reading uh not necessarily novels but uh and not necessarily like american or japanese comics but i used to be a big fan of french comics like tintin and asterix i used to like intently enjoy reading them as a young kid and um I think I've read Asterix in that age where I was kind of getting some of the jokes, more adult humor. I mean, it's not like it's risque. It's just clever 
humor that only most adults would get mm-hmm. about double everyday situations. Yeah, double entendres. Everyday situations that's uh, translated into the ancient setting, <laughs> which I know I've got a kick out of reading. So mm. the uh... oh, I'm trying to think. The thing with with myself is uh, I don't read a lot of comics. Or manga. I, personally, I don't like it. <laughs> a lot of it. Um, I, it's it's the. It, I think it's just because it, ha- it has all the images to it. And it's nothing against the artwork or anything. It's no. Of, um, I just like to just read books and have the imagery come to me through the words. And so there'll be times where I'll get books and be completely disappointed with it because the imagery sucks. And some people will like it. Again, that's at the core. Pretty much all the passionate readers, they just they don't want to see someone else's interpretation. They only want to see their own. Well, I mean, it's not that I don't want to see it. It's that it. it, Um, I have a good, I have vivid imagination, so I don't need the. I don't want to say I need the assist, but uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It confines it to what's there on the pages and sure you can kind of draw out from that but in the same hand with something that's written i can just kind of formulate it in my head and be like okay cool cool nifty 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 like um um i generally stick to just novels i don't mind short stories but um usually i i like to read a lot of the, the longer material that's you know that, that's 300 400 500 600 hundreds and hundreds of pages <laughs> so with, with with reading novels i'm kind of a big fan of the dialogue sections like when they do descriptions i like it to be precise and not overblown like i love tolkien but god just reading some of his descriptions and i'm like mm. i'm sure i needed to know about that piece of bark on the <laughs> bottom of the tree there right you know, to, to help me paint a picture as much as i love all the rings but i loved the dialogue he wrote for the characters and um some of the things about me reading novels is i i, I it sometimes i have this bad habit of reading too fast and skipping a lot of details i'm like oh shit i have to flip back mm. and I don't think there's a novel where I haven't flipped back to, uh, you know, catch up on what I missed. Mm. Well, I mean, it happens. It's like, uh, it, yeah, it, it happens sometimes. Something either catches your attention or whatnot. But um, I, I, and I even even to this day with other kinds of forms of entertainment, entertainment available, you get thousands of tv channels you got the internet and everything i still like to just kind of divorce myself away from that and just read a book i uh, i don't know about kindles I, they seem nifty but um I, I i haven't adopted the kindle yet either i mean it's probably the next step to save on paper to give you that book feeling in the palm of your hand mm. but still um, speaking of divorce, I, I've actually talked to my parents about this. I've nearly, like, divorced myself from television. It's just gone to pot. <laughs> it really has. And it just, if you, all the best series, it's just worth getting on DVD and not wasting your time waiting weekly for them. You don't want to see commercials? 
Oh, I love those commercials. <laughs> I can't live without whatever the fuck they're selling. Mm. Oh my god. No. The um now a lot of th- things here. It seems that you two kind of share more similarities with your reading. And I'm as for myself, I I don't read every day, but I'd like to. Um, in the sense of like novels and stuff. But Greg, you were pointing out something about um reading and doing kind of reading online and through the internet and stuff. And there's something that I really hate that a lot of and I use this term loosely, news articles like to do. They put these goddamn videos up there. And I know that Sushi and I were kind of talking this a little bit, is that you'll, want, you'll click kind of like a, an interesting headline for something. kind Because of, I, I like to read a lot of little science articles and stuff. And space.com is good about not just having a video for it, but some others don't. And so you click on it thinking that you'll kind of get some detail and then a link to go elsewhere to kind of, follow the rabbit hole but instead they give you this stupid fucking minute and a half to four minute video that's just uh, i I, bugs me how about yourself there mr sushi b yeah i'm not a not a fan um it's it's twice as annoying when it uh it just starts playing Mm. so maybe sometimes if if the volume is up higher or low on my computer and it'll start playing and uh, if it's too loud, I'll notice it right away and be ah, what the hell? Sometimes it's really low, and I'm wondering, I'm, I'm starting to look around like, where the hell is this sound coming from? <laughs> and actually, I've noticed my phone has started to do it. If I go to um, a sports oh, page, uh, it starts automatically playing the video player. Oh, so I, I just want to check maybe a score of a of a game or something, and it just suddenly does that. And and the first few times, I was wondering, what the hell is this sound? Where's this coming from? And I'm, everyone around me speaking Korean, and I'm here in English. And I'm, and I'm thinking, like, what the hell am I? <laughs> I'm going crazy here. What's, what is going on in this subway? <laughs> and then I'll, I'm like, oh, my phone is playing this video. And it, it's really annoying when that happens. Uh, sometimes I like to watch a video or two, but, um, but when you're, generally speaking, not really. Right, but when your intention is to read it. And, oh, yeah. And it, it, they, it's like they've completely... Just they're like, well, oh, just watch this video instead. And it's like, no, I. Or they're just regurgitating exactly what they wrote in the video, anyways. Mm. So, which is, I don't really see the point of having both at all. Then, uh, honestly, you might as well just put one or the other up if you're going to do that. But. Read, goddamn it, people need to read. <laughs> so I don't know. Ah. Yeah. It's even you know it's twice as annoying though as when they actually put them into separate links. So it's the same sort of uh tag you know here's the headline and then they'll put a two there and if you're using like a smartphone it doesn't usually just say video on it it just has both things on there and you're like well which one do i click to just read it neither so, of uh, them that, that's <laughs> yeah that that's i don't even know if that's worse i, I suppose it is but. uh i don't know yeah it's 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 more about just that because you have it on the phone and yeah there are some phones that are pretty decent in size but i guess it just makes it easier to watch it which uh, it, it it bugs me but uh it's i don't know it, it you do get a people that do read as, as greg was saying kind of doing kind of looking up things or or researching for things or kind of whatnot but in the same hand how much of that are you retaining like, like as a whole? Because people, you know, will read something real quick and read something real quick. Yeah, that 
thing at the beginning of the podcast. I read through the that damned article and it was only two weeks ago, but I don't quite remember percentage mm-hmm. details about it. But um, I mean, it's how much of that are you actually retaining when it's just kind of there for consumption? Isn't that the the whole root of society now? It's a throwaway society, so dun, dun, dun. doesn't matter if it's what information or what material it is. Mm. Get it done as quickly as possible and do something else. Yeah, and reading is not conducive to that. <laughs> not really, unless you're a savant of reading, which <laughs> I don't know if that's really <laughs> the right way to. Is say that possible? That. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're some sort of hyper speed reader. You mean like those guys that you're on those 5 a.m. infomercials and he'd like lick his thumb and he'd be just turning the page? Oh, yeah. And then they would they would ask him those questions about what was in the book and he, he knew everything that was in the book. Those are amazing infomercials. That's her. <laughs> and right next to him was always the guy selling the blender. Like on the same the same, the same stage, the guy who's, who's reading the book is right next to the guy selling the blender who's next to the guy that's selling like the – whatever coveralls or something <laughs> it's so bizarre <laughs> yeah those exacto knives that could cut through steel toe boots and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. oh goodness goodness whatever happened to that i wonder what happened to that sort of people must have known right away that that sort of speed reading gimmick was fake um, I, have no idea. I mean they must have sold some but i can't imagine very many no it's always kind of like, um, like this, this is a question I have about things. Is when you, how do you go about choosing what you read? What what kind of kind of bullet bullet points do you follow when you uh, opt to try to read something? Either one of you, neither one. Don't just don't don't be too excited now. Yeah. Well, I was gonna defer to Greg, so let him. I don't think about that too much. I just, I just read it. Point and grab. <laughs> well, I mean, things that like, like you're saying, like comics and manga. Like, is there anything in that that kind of that needs to fall under a certain genre or something, or what? What kind of catches your eye when it comes to that sort of thing? You mean different genres? Not quite, but if that's all you got, I'm just trying to understand the bullet points. Um, just because you know, there's many different types of things I'm interested in, so I can't give a simple answer really. Um, oh man, it is a tough one to ask. Uh, how about you go to sushi? <laughs> <laughs> Call me off guard. The easy answer. <laughs> um well if if it comes to comic books and stuff uh i mean i like to sometimes take uh, recommendations from other people but lately a lot of the people i i uh talk to like my friends and stuff they don't really read comics anymore and stuff so generally i kind of have to do some research on my own if it's something new that i'm not really aware of Mm. but if it's something that's been around for a long time some specific characters or something uh, something just looks semi-interesting uh, or if i do know something about a particular writer then i might be willing to pick up something that they've they're working on currently or, or past mm. uh, obviously newspapers is just you're just grabbing it for the daily news right thing. you're not really uh, maybe a particular headline has caught your attention because it's it's been a really hot issue for some reason that that could be a reason you're grabbing the mm. newspaper but generally speaking you're just getting the newspapers so 
Um, yeah, yeah, it depends on consistent uh, vendor. Like you know, I some websites are used more than others because they consistently put out uh, news stories uh, versus the ones that don't. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think um, well, we're talking about different things then, though, Greg. Because, like, do, yeah. you, do you prefer print newspaper or do you prefer just reading it online? Um, depends because there's different versions, but they usually all the news groups have to play the online game and publish their stories online because they know a good deal of their traffic go to the websites instead of buying the newspaper. And you don't get all of it, mind you. There's certain mm-hmm. sections that you will have to buy the newspaper if you yeah. need certain information. And, of course, if you want the funnies, as they called them. Oh, my goodness. The day. <laughs> I know, some, some... That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a word for it. The funnies. Well, that's, that's the technical <laughs> term for them. Yeah, they're not so funny um, anymore. That's what I was getting at, though. But yeah. thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Bring back the far side. <laughs> I will say this: the Phantom is probably the one of the worst ones because it's been continuous, and someone that's missed out on a single newspaper won't know what the hell happened. So, yeah, I always remember seeing that as a, as a kid too, going, "What the fuck is going on?" That's an old strip. It's like these, like three blocks, and it's 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 you have a little little bit of artwork, and then half of it's text, and you're just like, "What the, f- <laughs> what is going on?" So I think to your general question, I haven't read a lot of uh, comics or manga in the last couple of uh, years because I've been so busy with gaming or in just watching videos. Just just any tangible form in a book form, just I, I haven't had time for, mm. you know. And I, I've tried to tried to find time to finish off all the Song of Fire and Ice books because. As far as uh, fantasy storytelling goes, that man's at the top of top of the mountain. He's he's doing a good job of things right now. Um, to, to some, the last two books, uh, people have been kind of about, but um, I don't know. I enjoy those those books. I like I I enjoy a lot of the 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 fantasy novels, but I. Do not like Tolkien. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't like his his work very much. I. It's just. I don't know. I always get bored trying to read through it, and I don't know. It never really, really. I. I. It's. It's cool that he was able to come up with what he did. Yeah. It it really is fantasy one hundred and one mm. for some people, and I appreciate reading them once, but I just do not have time to go back and read them. But I've 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 read and watched and listened to so many variations of Middle Earth. I don't really need to go back and read those specific books because I've already retained the knowledge from eons ago. So well, and that's the thing though. It's like it's just it's just the the that Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like I like The Hobbit. I like the Hobbit book. It's concise. It's short. It's not it's, three movies. It's not. <laughs> no, nah, fuck that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to watch any of them. But and I still, <laughs> I still haven't. But I, I just for whatever reason, the Lord of the Rings really, really gets to me. Now, before that, there was um, an author. Uh, what's his name? Edison. I can't think of his first name. His name's Edison, and he wrote the Worm Ouroboros, and that's written in sixteenth, seventeenth. Uh, century english i think or something and that is an awesome read 
it's it's a really really cool read and if anybody's interested in fan, fantasy and stuff and this came out like 20, 20 years or so before um like before Tolkien put out Lord of the Rings and stuff so um if anybody's interested in high <laughs> fantasy they should check that out it's always interesting to talk about the people that have just come up with these crazy imaginative creations like you know talk about uh asimov and half the stuff he fought up you know back like there's so much to draw upon when you talk about sci-fi talk about robotics and all that but back when he was done it there was really nothing to draw upon Mm. so to think think of that stuff in your head it's it's incredible Mm. (laughs) absolutely incredible you know for those pioneers of uh storytelling and ideas just to go how did you come up with that? <laughs> you know, a lot of, lot of pills and drinking, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or, or in Robert E. Howard's case, absolute madness. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. That, is, that cra- is a series I would like to devote to, is actually read uh, some of the other Conan stories in book form. I reckon that'd be very interesting. Now, did Greg say, what was it, Song of Fire and Ice? Song of Ice and Fire. Ice and Song fire. of Ice and Fire? Is that the third sequel to Solomon's Key? <laughs> yeah. No. No. I hope you were joking about that. I am joking. That's about pretty it, but I still don't know what that series it's, is. It's I actually Game, don't know Game of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones. Uh, you mean like the, the, the greatest thing of all times, apparently, according to everybody? Um, not everybody, but it's enjoyable. Well, most most people. I don't know yeah. about this, the the TV series, but the books are they're, they're enjoyable. I, I like them. I always I always find it interesting when uh, you hear about a po- uh, popular novel series that could get adapted, and the simple fact is not all of them should, mm. because sometimes Twilight. some of the, some of those some of those worlds can only be in that book. And oh, what's that? That John Carter one? Is that the? So the the where he goes to Mars and becomes a superhero. Is that John Carter? I think it's John. Uh, I, is that a book? I have... Yeah, it was or a series. It was a, a comic series or something in the early twentieth century. No, but it's interesting. I would definitely say Game of Thrones is probably one of the best adapted mm. uh, from a book ever. So, well, that helps to have the author as one of the executive producers. <laughs> right. Right. I know, well, I know they've tweaked a lot and stuff, but I don't know. I I, I really. I think it's also because it's sort of a regurgitation because I already read it. So I'm kind of like, eh, I'd rather just read it again kind of thing. <laughs> I know that'll take a while, but uh, the books will take a while. So I think to answer that question about what genres, because I just couldn't answer it straight away just to, because there's so much flooding. But I just know a lot, of, a lot of things. I love crime novels. I like fantasy. I like sci-fi. Sometimes a real story. I like historic information. So I'll probably read a historical book, you know. Or, you know, what a, you know, there's so much. There's not just one uh, genre that I sort of appear to. I would say fantasy is my favorite, but it's not the only one that I delve into. It's also kind of interesting to, to read different books from different countries. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you can read it in the original language, of course that will help. But if, I, if you can't do that, I mean, I don't know. Hundreds of different I, I, languages, so you can only read so well, many. So. Well, I was devoid of sports as a kid, so I read a lot, and I from different cultures, you know, French, German, you know, all adapted into English. 
Japanese and like so I'm very very blessed to experience a lot of different literature and uh, comics from different uh, cultures sort of made me appreciate other cultures as a whole yeah how much stuff there's sushi did you read much from as a kid well no in the sense of like reading a lot of different material from different countries and such um i don't know i i've I suppose not because I, I personally actually don't like novels at all. I, I just don't like anything that's fiction mm. in, in written form doesn't really draw me in. Um, maybe the opposite of what you're saying, Taylor, about like the imagery and stuff, so, something about, um, I don't mind that there's obviously no imagery involved in it, but I, I just, uh, I don't really fall deep into that kind of world that, that they create and stuff. I don't know what it is. I just don't. Mm. Um, perhaps, I feel my my in my own mind. Uh, not that I could do better per, per se, but just uh, just I don't know. My my brain just doesn't really draw in for some reason. Just I can't quite explain it. Um, not really. I mean, as as a child, I read a lot of um, different books. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know Greg. Maybe Taylor, you do. But the the old sort of uh, I think they're just called the golden books. They had like these golden. Yes. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The spines. The spines were gold. Did yes. you know what I'm talking about, Taylor? I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. No, they, they were exactly. just this this line of books that they had all kinds of characters, Mickey Mouse, and then they had just original books and stuff. And they were just sort of, uh, Greg, I mean, how many pages were those things? Maybe 15, 20 pages? Uh, roughly, roughly that. And Some, they used something to, like that. They they sell them at the supermarket uh, yeah. cash, cash outs here in Australia when I was growing up. So I'd always, when I was really young, used to get one. Yeah, at the drugstore, I think, used to get them sometimes. But I... I think they still make them I, I don't recall for sure but uh, I remember reading those a lot I had quite a few of those and, and stuff but uh, I don't know yeah you know, just novels just don't do it for me I it's on the subject of the high-end novels because I've always rated you know ones popular intermediate and just ones that are obscure but somehow is well known but just some kind of some way slip by me it's really hard when you're dealing with a uh, good community that base a lot of great ideas off uh like really popular novels that somehow i never read and it, it kind of i don't want to say it's like a book cult more than anything but like for instance i never heard of the bell jar until i watched some youtube videos and someone made a reference to it. what the fuck is that you know and then they, 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 they were referencing that uh, uh that's a book read by cloud strife constantly and i'm like what <laughs> and then i did then i had to do research saying what the bell jar was about and i i find myself constantly doing that because of so much entertainment these days that i have so much source material that i wasn't subjected to growing up hmm. um, yeah like, i i try to balance between a lot of modern as well as uh classical literature uh, and currently, I'm actually reading through Don Quixote. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean that's it's a very interesting to kind of not only just read the the because it used to, it was initially just going to be like a novella or or not even that like a, a quinta is it a quinta but like a very 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 short little story and then it kind of just grew into this 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 novel about. Don Quixote. <laughs> and their kind of travels. And I mean, 
uh, and also to just kind of under, like learn about the writer's history. It's, it's kind of very interesting to see like how this, this dude came up with the story when he was in jail. <laughs> he was in prison. In prison, he came up with the story. And you're just like, damn. Uh, I also like to read a lot of the Shakespearean work, uh, uh, like the, the uh, plays and stuff, because as a kid in fifth grade in elementary school, we had to put together like a a a play of a bunch of different pieces of uh, Shakespeare, and I, since then I've always kind of enjoyed reading through through his works like i mean of course you have macbeth king lear and stuff but also like some of the lesser known ones like uh uh titus andronicus and, and stuff like that uh can i just can you just repeat what year you did I was in that f- fifth grade in elementary school jesus christ australia <laughs> well well did no, you no, hear no, that fifth, that. fifth fucking grade. you gotta remember that that was and that, shit that was, was we we were taught to do that at like Year well, 10. That, I think it was like, just a, a cool. unique school that did that. I don't, or at least the area, because what would happen there was a woman who actually would allow the kids to wear a lot of those kind of, uh, like I can't remember, a lot of those kind of costumes and stuff. She had tons of them, and um, she's very. I don't know if she was just trying to get more students interested into the arts or just into reading or what, but it was really, really interesting because we spent, you'd spend that whole time doing it, uh, kind of learning these plays, but then also the historical aspects. And so that's why I like reading a lot of the classical work is works is because you can, um, re you could read the book, but then you also should read the context that it's written and kind of understand it better. Like you have the, the um in the late 19th century and early 20th century with uh the i novel is is something that was really um pervasive in japanese writing at the time and to kind of juxtapose that with what's going on in japan at the time it's it's just very i don't know it's it's to me like reading is is that gateway and I, I I wish more people would take the time to read. I mean, it doesn't have to be novels and stuff, but I mean, it could be comics and and whatnot. And, you know, I, it could be something not even related to history, or whatever. Like as you were saying with the, the the cloud strife thing. I mean, you could kind of go about it that way. So, but but by the way, you just uh, brought up something else that I like to read. Um, prominently and it's actually probably one of the best things to read even though it's not like high text heavy but it's just one of the favorite forms of reading is i did film school back in 2009 and i absolutely adored reading Mm. scripts and it was a great creative process and i actually at one stage wanted to become an actor and i loved uh, reading scripts and coming up with my own thoughts of how it should be portrayed to the screen and um it's a great fun process. I've done table reads, not 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 professional, <laughs> yeah, just at school, and it's fun uh, trying to get into the character that's written on the screen. And of course, I've written some scripts, and I I would say I would like to prefer to write a script more than writing sort of like a tangible uh, novel novel type story. So I, I enjoy reading scripts. I like to enjoy reading scripts that got rejected and never uh, made. And you like reading to say why this happened or, or you know, why it should have happened. <laughs> yeah. 
There's a, there's a lot of great scripts that got rejected for so many <laughs> fantastic reasons. <laughs> but I, I like to read it. Those the only difference between reading scripts and reading books is I like to read books to myself. I read scripts out aloud, you know, and try and get myself into it. Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> <laughs> with some burned out ratty script from some yeah, shitty movie or <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, well, unfortunately you don't need to write good movies anymore because all the shit uh, ones so... get published hey, that's true Zingo. It's, it seems like it with how they uh, I don't know it doesn't seem like they, they really care for a, a story per se but more of just a cinematic right. kind of turn off the experience in 4D. <laughs> well, well, did, well I, I've always said this because we've had debates before. It, to become a big producer in Hollywood, it's nearly a full-time job to be a reader because most of the big epics are adapted by novels. You know? And, you know, people that have a lot of money, they want to get their hands on the rights as soon mm. as possible. Like, I guess back in the day, it'd be like, oh, this. we'll see if this is a big seller. Well, today, it's like, no, I, I don't want to take the chance before someone else gets the right. You know, even if a book is not necessarily a big seller, someone will buy the rights because, you mm. know, it's business to get your hands as soon as possible, which is absolutely crazy. Like, uh, from what I've heard is as soon as uh, uh, the Da Vinci Code got published, someone had rights, like, instantly. Mm. You know, <laughs> just, like, crazy, man. Yes. It's always money to be made off somebody else's dun, property. Dun, dun. So. Exactly. Websites, right? Uh, all those people that buy those Call of Duty websites, uh, well in advance with like, Call of Duty Twenty Five, and then <laughs> yeah. they have to sell it back to Activision, and some pretty, pretty insane uh, stuff. That sounds a bit bonkers. Uh, it means I should buy my my website of uh, Invasion of the Belly Scratchers because <laughs> that'll be the the sequel to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like one of Greg's birthday <laughs> scripts. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll come down there, Greg. We'll read it in the park together. <laughs> It'll be fun. I, I, most most of my scripts I chucked out at uh, film school. I shouldn't have watched too much Guy Ritchie because I wanted to do my own Australian crime comedy stuff. And it sounded really good to begin with. And then I went through and just think, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is going to stay in the corner. <laughs> Um, the one script I actually did did like uh, writing for, and that, this shouldn't sh surprise anyone, is I tried to write my own version of East, and that is actually <laughs> uh, it, the, the middle, the second act got really tough to write for, but <laughs> I'm determined one day I'll finish it. <laughs> Good old the fan fiction. <laughs> dun dun dun. Wonder if that would work having a main character that doesn't talk that much. I wonder if people would complain about that. I mean, you used to be able to kind of pull that off with film, right? You could say it's an art sort of angle. I'm, I'm doing this for a reason, but people would just probably complain be, about be, that. You know, it'd be like that cut for Blade Runner. He'd be narrating it. Mm. <laughs> you know, even though you have some dialogue, it'd be primary narration. <laughs> yeah. By Morgan Freeman or... or... <laughs> <laughs> of course. James Earl Jones. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to give uh, James L. Jones some work because, man. I, I don't like think he's hurting, man. Star Wars no, is coming out not, again. He's not hurting, but I personally would like to hear from him again. I think you should hire Billy D. Williams. 
that would be good as well, but it'd have a different mm. essence about it. <laughs> oh, pa- Patrick Stewart would be a good one, actually, for ease. Yeah. He's, he's got that gravitas. Uh, he'd be a good actually, narrator. I, that. I don't think he'd be too cheesy. I, I think he'd probably fit well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually agree. <laughs> goodness, goodness, goodness. The, um... Oh, let's see here. The is are there any because we kind of mentioned a couple, but are there any authors or or whatnot that you kind of shy away from reading or you know, that sort of thing? Oh, shy just away shy, from? Just, yes. just don't don't want to read. Oh, very easy. Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I guess most most of the romance stuff. I, I mean, I've never really. I I, I wouldn't say it, it's all trash. I, I don't know because I don't read them. But um, there, like Danielle Steele is a name that I know, and I, I've never read any of her books. But she's super famous for making those that was wrong those Fabio Fabio, Fabio yeah, yeah, like, beautiful uh, man in the cosmos. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I've never ever tried to read one of those, so I, I couldn't per se judge them fairly i suppose but uh i mean most of us just look at that and we just walk away right we don't even yeah care about that kind of stuff or what was that what was that big one for a few years ago that uh everyone was was going off about uh it's like um almost like a porno book basically oh, oh gray. Gray. yeah 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 that like that one you know, most of us just kind of whatever we just kind of ignore that kind of thing well, even those, I'll I will at least read a section of it mm. to get at least a, the back synopsis or whatever. Well, I mean, Amazon does a good job of offering like about twenty pages or so of uh, a, to kind of read it through really? and everything. Uh, yeah, and like that's actually how I read it, and I was like, "This is terrible. This is so yeah. it was so poorly written," but um. You never know what's going to make money, I suppose, though, as a writer. I mean, as a writer, maybe that wasn't that writer's Well, no, because it was a fanfic. Idea. It was a fucking Twilight fanfic okay. that they tweaked. I don't, and... I don't even know. I don't know yeah, anything about I, it, really. I, I heard about that. I was like, why the hell did that get published? Because it's the, you know, it's going it's to piggyback off Twilight. It's like, well, that's the thing. When I, heard, when I hear the word piggyback, that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. It's it's a bit gross because you're just like uh, really you're just kind of uh, like that like I don't like I'm not a big fan of Nicholas Sparks stuff uh, Sparks' stuff either and he's the one that did the Notebook P.S. I Love You and all that kind of stuff I, it's I, a bit I, too melodramatic I'm just I'm just my respect is for people that come up with something different for the times not the hundreds of authors that piggyback mm. on what's in for the time you know what what they, you know, they're just joining in the fad not the original idea you know just well, I mean, they could have an original idea that's kind of similar to what's going on but i mean if it's 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 better to do that like years later instead of like instantly if they but unless they want to cash in on the hype you know it's it's really tricky but i i'm i personally you know I, I like to just keep it one thing at a time. Mm, uh, like, uh, there's there's some forms of, well, like just fiction where it's 
common everyday things, cough, cough, the notebook and that stuff. I don't, I don't like it because it's just some things different going on. It's just, it's people have interesting, there's things that people have in their lives without having to read a book to, for that sort of thing to be more interesting than that, if that made any sense. I mean, people's lives yeah. are much more interesting than that. And so those kind of books don't really intrigue me unless it's like an actual biography or something about somebody. So I'm just like, eh, no thanks. So I, I, I will say something uh, that the, uh, the value of books is, um, I also like it when they're exclusive uh, content that's ex- extension of an existing uh medium outside like i remember um, i'm not a huge star wars fan but uh i actually got interested in some of the novels the exclusive novels they wrote uh after the events of the original trilogy and i read that aren't canon now that are all burned out star wars legends or something now saddening because some of them are really good (laughs) and you're just like oh wow this would make it this would make a great movie and Ever since the advent of uh, episode seven, yeah, it's no longer canon, which is kind of sad. And a lot of, well, big spoilers, but uh, in in the books, uh, Chewie they killed Chewie off. Which doesn't I think he, doesn't was a... he block a planet or something stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I seriously is doesn't that what happens? I uh, a planet I is like falling on Han's kids, book. and he's like, ah, he blocks like but a I planet book, or something. I read, I read the was like uh, you know, from people. It's like, yeah, Chewie done. Like, really? They killed him off, huh? They killed him off. I think the Falcon explodes or something. Mm. Yeah. Our two just... forever. <laughs> yeah, the ones that were published in like the early nineties, they were they're really good. But mm. um, they like the extension. I and it, it works both ways. Like I would say, one of my favorite uh, book series that's primarily just the books, even though they've kind of branched down to games and movies is the Discworld series. And the reason why I love them most of all is they're the funniest material that I've ever read. And they poke fun at real world problems and relate them to a fantasy world setting in the best way possible. And um, it's sad that the author now has Alzheimer's. So that's kind of the end of the book, sadly. Mm. But he's written so many of them, you know. I st- I still to this day I'm still reading them. Like I think he's published over thirty books, <laughs> which is quite quite a lot. <laughs> and it's and now he he's making money off finally adapting them, and he makes helps make some really good adaptions <clears throat> of all his books. <clears throat> really, really laugh out loud moments. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, hopefully the uh the movies won't ruin them but uh the the, well, the first three they've done they 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 make them in two parts but no they're really good they capture uh, for the most part they capture the essence of the books really well huh as i'd say there there's been some uh books and stuff that i've read after seeing the movies partially because you know them as such iconic films like um, one that I just read through not too horribly long ago was Clockwork Orange, and that was very interesting to re- actually. I, I it was a very like, the author hates Burgess. I think his name is Burgess Anthony Burgess. 
Um, but he, he despises that novel. He, he hates how popular it became and, and how well known that is. But it, it's a very interesting read because of how he incorporates a lot of, uh, I think it's kind of, kind of like a Russian slang. And it, you have it in the movie too uh, with some of the, the, the vernacular that they use. But the, uh, in the books, you, 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 you will read the first page and there will be a lot of words you just don't understand. Like what the fuck is this person saying? Because it's told through through kind of somebody's perspective, and as as you progress through the the book, you'll slowly get to understand. Well, not slowly, but you'll you'll get you'll kind of like gradually get to uh, understand what those w- words mean, and then about halfway through, so you can actually turn back to that first page and understand all of those little little slang words that he's using and stuff and you're like oh it makes sense which i i think is pretty pretty nifty so or like space odyssey i love the the series um the movie petered out. i think they did two more after the first one i, I know they did 2010 i don't know if they did anything after that 2010's ass but uh, it was a shitty year well, the, that that movie was pretty bad, but the the I love the first one, so like yeah, but sheesh, I don't know. I love I love my books, lots lots of lots of books. Just just a question, and if not just for yourself, but your peers around you, was there anything that was sort of like the fa- the popular books at the time? Because I noticed when I was growing up, everyone was like addicted to horror. It, it wasn't like they were generally like enthralled with the books, but they would kind of read them to prove themselves. And it's same for the same audience uh, went into high schools to prove themselves with horror movies. And I thought it was just a load of trash. Like the goose, I'm talking about the goosebump books. <laughs> they'll, they'll, That's they'll really. Horror. That's yeah. That's that's it, not horror at all. That's... And I know, I know, but it was to them. It's like, oh yeah, I, I like reading fucking goosebumps. And I remember reading one of the books. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not that interesting to me, to be perfectly honest. Well, and it's, it also really depended on which book you read. I remember reading yeah. a lot of those, and some of those really sucked. It's like, man, yeah. our a couple weren't bad. You swung, you swung a miss. <laughs> I always uh, love the Beast from the East. Is one of the, <laughs> the ones in the forties. I can't remember. It was like forty-eight or forty-nine or something, and it's like them in the jungle playing tag. And I was, I was like that one. I mean, there was a amusement park one that the cover looked really cool, and then the synopsis, yeah. which I don't remember now, but it was one of the earlier books, and I remember reading it and uh, just thinking, "Oh, this wasn't very good." Yeah, I, I read that one too. I was like, "Oh man." I think they're making a movie about Goosebumps. Uh, I think so. I also heard they're making <laughs> they're making movies out of those. Uh, um, are you scared of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Or are, are you afraid of the dark? Thank you. Yeah. The, that was a TV or... series as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they had any correlation to each other. Okay. Or, or, is, is it that? Like the scary stories. Scary stories. That's what it is. Oh, scary stories. Oh. There we go. Because they used to actually have a good, not only just Are You Afraid of the Dark, but they also had Goosebumps TV series as well. That's right. They did. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't see that. Thank God. But, <laughs> yep. uh, but uh, yeah, Goosebumps was a one one that um, that actually kind of really got me into reading in general was the Redwall series by Brian. Uh, he went by Jakes, but it, it's a French surname of uh, Jacques, I think. But um, Brian Jakes, and that he he wrote basically 
in a kind of it's a fantasy setting where the characters are all um, like mice and badgers and uh, robins and you know birds and everything like that. And uh, he had these these wonderful descriptions of banquets and feasts and stuff. And that series was one that a lot of people I know uh, enjoyed and stuff. And, uh, I mean, I, I still think if you ask people who've read the Red Wall series that they'll, they'll have pretty good f- uh, fond memories of, of reading it. So I don't know if either of you have ever heard of them or read them. Oh, I, I, I've heard of Red Wall. I've had times nearly had, nearly wanted to reach and grab because I was looking, oh, cute little critty. Uh, you know, little cute little creatures and then you read about the situations and they're like oh shit <laughs> there's some pretty there's some really 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 good ones i didn't i'm kind of lost out of it or kind of got out not out of it i'd say i just kind of reading went in a different direction for me for a while um and but like the the central uh, handful of stories dealing with red wall dealing with um uh, mateo which is i think i think matthias is the, the first hero well, not the like the initial hero, but the, the the hero in the first Redwall book. But then you have his son Mateo, and then you have like Martin the Warrior and all that. Ah, I, I I love those old ones. And then you have Salamandastron. It was just a really really cool setting, and just it was really well written. And I would say that because of those books, it really got me into reading and, and like hard, or like not hardcore, but like into into novels and stuff like that. Nice. Oh, just an interesting uh, thing. I'm just going to ask: What would be like the oldest piece of literature you think you've ever read? Like going back, and it doesn't have to be the oldest, but just something that's a couple of centuries old. Uh, well, the Bible. you've already said <laughs> you've already said uh, Shakespeare, so that that also. Well, counts. I mean that I I read Jason and the Argonauts. Um, I mean. Yeah. The Odyssey. Does, yeah. does that count? Yeah, yeah, the Odyssey. Yeah, no, that definitely counts. And, and, and well, those sort of things, but one of the one of the oldest ones that I read, and I don't know how I got a copy of it, is um, I'm I'm big into samurai culture, mm. and I remember the years like in my mid-teens, I was looking up all the famous samurai, and I was reading up on uh, legendary Masashi Miyamoto, mm-hmm. and how he wrote a book called Legend of the Five Rings. Right. My library, I found out it had a copy of Legend of the Five Rings. So I read that, and it's not like a, it, you know, it, it's sort of a self-help guide in a way, <laughs> mm. you know, in in ancient times how it was written. It's very interesting, and you know, never read a book like it, but you know, to be to be, you know, of course it was like a oh a twenty-first century adaptation of it, mm. but nevertheless, it was an adaptation of something that was over written over four hundred years ago. And I just thought that was really cool because I can't really say for sure that I read anything. Earlier than that, but except for the Greek mythology stories. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little harder once you're kind of getting into that, just because of how you're. You may be reading those stories, and of course, you're, that's that's really about it. And getting the mythologies and everything. Those, those, are, those are always interesting to read. Such as like Beowulf, Norse mythology, or going through Mesopotamian mythology yeah. with Inanna and and um, and uh, oh, what's his name. Erdik, Erdik, and um, what's his face? What's his face? That's what Erdik, Erdik. Um, 
with with Napishtim and all that. What's his name? Uh, mm, what's his face? Oh, I don't. This is. A, do you remember there, Sushi? Do you know who I'm talking uh, about? Not at all. Sorry. No. Um, he was the king. He he um, sought immortality. He uh, kind of tamed. No, but in, in that in that vicinity, like and then Erdic, I, I, I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he's the the wild beast, man beast that they tame. Man beast, and then <laughs> they go in search of Napishtim, who's basically survived the flood and given immortality with his wife, and and he and they give it to the guy, and the guy loses it. Gilgamesh, the Epic of Gilgamesh. That's that's sort of epic of Gilgamesh. I, Interesting. I think. Yeah, and he goes. He gets he gets the gift of immortality from Napishtim and his wife, and he drops it in the water or something and loses it forever. Good job. <laughs> those and also yeah, those and also uh, reading the uh, the ancient kind of uh, the Mahabharata, the ancient kind of um, Hindu scripture of like. The, those are crazy. I love reading those things, um, like Sayuki as well, the Journey to the West. Yeah, I was gonna dis- I was gonna devote an entire segment to the four, <laughs> four class great classical novels because I've always had a grand interest in them because so much that I've played and watched is based off of them. Mm. And of course, my favorite video game series of all time is based off one of them, <laughs> the Water Margin. I actually want to read that, and people shake me and saying, "You are." bloody crazy it's like, i know because that thing is massive <laughs> like oh was it the movie i got it pertains to one of the chapters and that one chapter was able to adapt into like a 90 plus feature film mm. and i was like jesus <laughs> um but yeah the water margin is of course top of the list the second of course is romance of the free kingdoms which i play a lot of games based off romance of the free kingdoms mm. and i know all the characters who are based off historical figures by heart <laughs> and um then you got journey of the west which is sayuki the fourth one's the one i've had the least contact with and that is dream of the red chamber and i think that's the one i should read because i just really don't know anything about it hmm. yeah i don't really know much about it. the only one i've had any experience with is reading journey journey to the west i i, I enjoy that but I also really like the the Mahabharata. The story is in that as well as the just just the things about it and how to describe certain events and everything are just really. It's to oh. think that they thought of that kind of stuff centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries ago is just really kind of like wow, that's crazy kind of thing. I've actually oh. tried to read Romance of the Free Kingdoms and holy shit is one of the most technical novels i've ever read if you don't understand this this specific thing in chinese you're gonna get lost right very 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 quickly because i think that's what everyone should uh, thank the dynasty warriors against because they streamline (laughs) to its grassroots and make it understandable in the basic way possible because there's a whole difference between playing those games and then going picking up romance of the free kingdoms <laughs> getting hit over the head by an anvil for the sounds of it yeah but i i think i will 
uh, read it uh, one day because I did enjoy what I read, but you know, it's very technical. But I think as I progress, I'm understanding more and more and more and more. But the water margin I would love to read because uh, when you play Sweet Coden and you, you see all the stars, you know, when you look at your characters and they say they are such and such star and all that, you only really get to know the essence of why they were put under that star if you read the water margin. Mm. And that would be probably my biggest uh, in, in, you know, uh, incentive too, because then I'll get to understand why they picked that character if he uh, incorporates the traits of that star, you know. Mm. So yeah, that should be at the top of my list, actually, honestly. <laughs> How about yourself there? Mr. Sushi B, what kind of classic literature have you dived into? Not too much, honestly. Uh, maybe some you stuff in school, but... Uh, I don't know, just haven't really picked up too many things. There's some stuff in school like Shakespeare and things like that, but that's about it. What about mythologies? Um, can't say that I've actually gone out to the trouble of finding the books for them stuff. You know, just dabbled. That's that's about it. So uh, it's all wrong, anyways, according to Ancient Aliens. So. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I thought they, I thought they weren't quite that. I was wrong, but it was just misinterpreted. misinterpreted yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, Could I'm this be a UFO? As many ancient alien people, or what, ancient astronaut theorists. Or yeah, they, that fucking they have idea. to sound more technical than yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah, Thank I'm, I'm sipping my lips right now. I could have said something extreme. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, no. Uh, I don't think extreme, you can. Extremely insulting. Get, get extreme, Gray. Get Go. extreme. Say it. No, just when you talk, you're talking about the different things of what they believe, and you know, I was going to bring up Scientology. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like, like I, it's just how the show is perceived, and how they repeat things. I, 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 it's funny to watch, and some of the things they do bring up are kind of interesting. Uh, um, like go back to like Tepe and, and stuff like that, but um, it's you're kind of it, 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 it shoulders all of the um, the greatness that's ever been kind of attributed to man to aliens and you're just kind of like really crackpot theories we do we are we not that that good like uh, reading like things like the mahabharata and stuff like that it kind of does make you wonder but I mean, <laughs> but i mean i didn't live back then so i have no fucking clue I think it's right. that was why it's called the great unknown. You know, people spend their whole lives doing theories and everything, and wondering what intelligent life there is out in the universe. Well, Giorgio knows best. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. I, I think I think it's fun to think of it, you know, and you can't say if it's real or not because you just don't know. That's the grand greatness of it. I do know something that is known. What? You can't eat the sun. <laughs> don't tell that the ancient astronaut theorists <laughs> so there'd be someone out there dumb enough to prove that <laughs> just I'm gonna prove the point and die trying good luck with that nah <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know it, it, there's just there, there's a lot of different things that you can read and, and whatnot that I like I said earlier, it, it leads to it's a good gateway to lead into other things such as like history or our culture, or or vice versa. Maybe you enjoy the culture, so you pick up a book to read on it, uh, or and then you kind of 
get mixed up into just reading books from from that culture and stuff like that so it's 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 a nifty nifty thing documentary film film yeah all kinds of things exactly exactly yeah and podcasts podcasts <laughs> and, my, and of course language i've always i've always interested about the birth of how language has changed over the years because many people don't believe that P- english the english language didn't just start off as grand as this <laughs> yeah, back back like five hundred years ago, we, we uh, that's a proper that. ad- adjective i'd use <laughs> <laughs> like you know if you went to england back Slapped in together yeah. If you went to England back in the 13th century, they wouldn't be talking the way we did. It'd be much more ma- mashed together. Yeah, there's there's a certain point where you just stop understanding what they're saying. But it's, it's interesting to read some of those things because you can kind of decipher some of it without any sort of study. But uh, then it then once you get to the point where you can't decipher, you're just like, well. Fuck, this is just a bunch of squiggles to me. <laughs> and it's, and especially writing in its sense, because, you know, the alphabet wasn't as clean cut as it was today. It just evolved over the years. Right, right, right. There was, yeah, there's a lot of evolution and purging going on with that. Yeah, you know, you got to admire those people that study all their life to read scriptures, and, you know, how they can decipher, mm. which... It's always going to be handy. I'm glad there's always going to be someone out there to do that because if, if someone just – if they just stop one day, that would be a great loss to the world. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So, uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to add? Uh, just a quick question for you guys. Um, you had mentioned that I believe neither of you have sort of started to go the digital route for, for reading. Uh, are you considering it in the near future or are you going to stick with print or – it uh, it's the same dilemma as collecting games. Space is not infinite, and eventually you are going to run out of room. I mean, I I, I lived with a lot of people that collect books, and instead of uh, keeping them all, they will trade them for new books or whatever, and just have a constant sort of stack that's sitting there. But I think in the future, if you need to retain a lot of information, you would have to go digital. But you have some spots there available for your favorites that you like to hold and have that memory in physical form yeah i would definitely at least dedicate a a bookshelf to a bunch of books and stuff i i i while i don't mind it and uh, somebody i a few people that i've worked with had kind of let me see it to kind of see how it was how how their Kindle was and everything. It's like, oh, this is you know this is pretty neat. It's lightweight. You can carry it. You can you can make notes in it, which is which is always a good thing, um, and and that sort of thing. But in the same hand, if something were to happen to it, much like any, any books that you do have on hand, something were to happen to it, then that's kind of all gone. Yeah, and so, unless they have some system where it's in the cloud. <laughs> well, right, and they probably—I yeah. they, they, imagine they would. It's just I mean more in the sense of spending on that thing and then having it break or having the screen crack or you yeah, know, loot misplacing it or having it stolen, and you're just like, oh. That is that is a good point because I've always said to myself, well, if I want to do that, we'll have what would I have? What would be the one device I'd have to read? I'm like probably an iPad. But then I think to myself, well, my iPhone is pretty much effed the battery is pretty much fried it doesn't last a day until i have to recharge it again which is pretty bad and i said to myself well would you like an apple and i an ipad that it's exactly like that no thank you <laughs> uh, it depends it depends on which brand you trust you know 
I do. I did actually get the uh, the desktop Kindle, and that was interesting. No, oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't have to be on a mobile device. You can't have it for your desktop, which is pretty neat, and you get to give your money to the supporting artist. Yeah, I'm just I personally just like the I just like the the paper a little bit too much. I think just to to let it go go the Kindle route. So at least for now, it's it's very interesting uh, the different forms. I mean, have any of you tried to listen to audiobook? I know I said I did not like radio. It's like I I love audio, but just radio stations in general. <laughs> but but no podcasts and audiobooks I like listening to as well and, and that is probably the biggest oddity for me because i audiobooks are very hard to come across anymore except for probably the internet to download into an mp3 file but it's, it's very good to people that can't read anymore sadly they still get to experience the joys of what's been written well that or just too busy to be able to sit down or something and so what they'll do is they'll put it on for like commutes to work and stuff which i, I think is pretty nifty they, um, I tried doing that with, what's that, The Lost World? And, uh, I don't mind it, but I don't, uh, I don't, uh, it's not bad. <laughs> that's, that's my feeling to it. Yeah. Slight mm-hmm. apprehension to give an answer. <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah. You know, there's some that's always interests me. Like I, I've read all the Harry Potter books, but then I found out like, oh, there should be an audio of them, and who are the, who they're read by? Stephen Fry. I'm like, oh, that is enticing unto itself because I love Stephen Fry's well, work. So, but I just didn't have time for it. So, uh, well, yeah. Well, I think that might probably wraps it up. Um, if there are any sort of books or comics or manga or what have you that uh, you guys out there in the listening world like to read and whatnot or you have any recommendations for us definitely let us know uh would you like to add anything that to you two oh uh, no i think we wrapped it up pretty well yeah Mm-hmm. Then. Uh, yeah so uh thanks for listening uh grab something to read and have a good day